Hi everyone, I'm here today with Yitki from Singapore. Yitki is an amazing young creative and um, who I first met four or five years ago, right? Something like that? Yeah, long ago um, through Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Um, Notice his amazing photos. We've met up many times in different countries and shot together. And I'm going to hand over to you and let you introduce yourself a little. All right, thanks. Um, I'm 23, just in 23, a few weeks back. Um, just finished national service. I'm from Singapore. Photography for me started as a curiosity. It didn't start as a passion. So how did I start was probably five or six years back when I was doing part-time delivery with my uncle. Back then, I had my iPhone 4, I think, 4 or 5, and then Instagram just launched back then. I created an account, yep. scroll through pictures, ask people, their images are really nice. What device have they used to take pictures with? I would have imagined a good camera, 80% answered iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So it's super crazy. I had iPhone 4 or 5 and then with that and Instagram um, and my free time as delivering stuff all around Singapore, I started shooting uh, things that attracted me. So first few things that attracted me. Yeah, I was just about to say, what, what hit you first? Yeah, it comes to me very naturally. It's, it's not hard on um, beautiful buildings in Singapore. Right. I was attracted to a lot of minimal stuff. So um, buildings with staircases, great art decorations, walls, stripes, yeah. grids. Yeah. So everything. Good design. Design, yeah. yeah, the design of architecture. Mm -hmm. So I was very heavy onto that. And through that, over maybe half a year or so, it made me develop a little bit of creativity on how to compose images, how to frame subjects, how to frame certain things to get that perfect shot. So that was the first half or first year. And then after that, I started shooting black and white for half a year. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, yeah. what, what drove you to do that? I think it was, um, I started seeing lots of black and white images. Maybe it was trending back then mm. on social media. And I thought to myself, you know, try, try some black and white, high contrast images, visuals. And I, I got hooked onto it. I shot black and white for a good six months. And actually that was very, very crucial phase for me. That was actually one of the most important phase in my photography timeline. Um, why I say that is because shooting black and white back then has allowed me to filter out all the colors in all the images. So it allowed me to just focus on framing, composition, yep. finding subjects, something to, to tell the story mm -hmm. without worrying the additional factor of colors. Because if you put colors in, in an image, you have to worry about many other factors. Yes. So it came at the right time because I was just starting out. So it taught me heavy basics on all the photography techniques. Mm. And then I got bored of it because I wanted to add some colors to my of life course, after six months. And Singapore is very colorful. So I think it must of course, have been quite yes. hard to maintain that black and white thing. When man, the more I go to Singapore, the more I see how colorful some buildings are. It is, yeah. yeah. So after that, I realized I need to add colors back to my images and then and then bam it's after six months 
everything to to my eyes just blossom after I shoot everything and I edit on my laptop right. on my computer because I was six months my brain is tuned to just see yeah. black and white and gray mm-hmm. and then now I add colors so everything it's very I got heightened to to everything yeah and I guess it has a great positive impact to my photography career photography timeline I started seeing colors like never before and then started using them to convey emotions, to convey a certain style and story to the people and audience that I want to reach out to. So this whole part was actually a very memorable and important phase in my timeline. Yeah, more than I realized, man. It's almost like you deprived yourself of color so that when you got it back, you'd appreciate it a lot more, right? Yeah, and with all that, I have been focusing on color for a few years, experimenting with different color schemes and finding complementary colors in real life. Um, Photography and noticing colors, this too in general, has allowed me to see things in a different way Everybody around the world, 80%, 70% of them, uh, when they come to Singapore, it's mm-hmm. to shop, see touristy places. Right. And what that's that's where I want to put Singapore on the map. Yeah, and that is that. You just said what I wanted to say myself, mm-hmm. which is that for me personally, yes, that shopping thing that you did say, that's mm-hmm. a lot of people's first thought when they yeah. think of Singapore. Way too much <laughs> shopping malls. Yeah, and um, I hope that people have told you this. I feel this personally, and I hope you've heard it a lot, that you have shown Singapore in a light that many people haven't seen. Mm. Um, hopefully you've heard that from other people. Yes, I've heard <laughs> and I'm always, always thankful for everybody that has told me that. And that's my main purpose. Right. I'm very I was happy. Say, this, is this one of your goals? Yes, I'm very happy people realize that because Singapore is very small. So I want to put this small little red dot on the map by telling people uh, no matter where you are in the world you go to work it's your everyday commute you always always most of the time just go through your normal commute and don't take a second look i would like to encourage everyone to take a second look observe what's around you there's always something to see something interesting and you can don't shoot it document it on your brain makes it more exciting yeah and by observing more, you get more knowledgeable about your own city, your own culture. Open up your eyes, see more. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. So with that in mind that you're trying to drive people to look at different things, mm-hmm. how do you feel your, how can I put it, what is your creative process that now, I know you mentioned complementary colors and things like this. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you thinking of that will make people see your photos with emotion and in a different way. Right. So it's an everyday battle. It's not my creative process can change today or it can be a totally different thing tomorrow. But usually what my main motive of my visuals for people to recognize or to see is that um, there needs to be something that captivates them. There needs to be a story behind it. And if I am at a new city, I will search up online. I will do massive researching. And when I'm at the city or at certain place itself, yeah. walk around, talk to the locals. Um, this is one little trick that I always do is take the public commute, observe what do they do right, in right. 
on the train, on the bus or whatever commute they use. Mm -hmm. It's very cool when whatever they do, I'm always observing because that's the real culture over there. That's because it's their everyday life. Yeah, They do that every day. Mm -hmm. It's important to see what they do every day and not just go to tourist place and yeah. where it's filled with tourists and you don't see the real part of the, of the world, of the yes. city. So wherever you go, you're trying to give people who may not have been to that place, or even if they have been to that place, you're yeah. trying to give people a sense of what it's really like to live there as yes. opposed to just visit or some Correct. superficial view. Yeah. yeah. And and after all of all of this, you know, it's some I have to get cliche pictures sometimes <laughs> yeah. of a certain country, <laughs> like landmarks and whatnot. Yeah. That's that's where the internet is so powerful. I use internet to search up the landmarks and scroll through social media yep. of whatever composition framing that other people have shot. I try to do something different. Yes. Try to compose a different image, put a subject inside or anything. Yeah. So that it stands out more because this is what I wanted to talk about for social media is it's a double-edged sword. Of course. It's full of information, but at the same time, it's very saturated. Yes. So you need to stand out for people to have just the extra few seconds yep. to look at your work, yep. what you compose. Absolutely. Everything and that is, um, you, you kind of got even less than a second. You've got almost a scroll. Yeah. One scroll. Just one scroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quick action. Mm -hmm. And just like that, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And and that extra few seconds might help you in, in the future. It may not be now. It can help you in the future for yeah. you if you're doing full time. Yeah. It may attract clients' attention. That few seconds is very crucial. Yeah. So I always do my best to bring out the best and try to give a different perspective, try to stand out yeah. from millions of people mm -hmm. around the world trying to do the same thing. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a good mm -hmm. way to think about it. One thing you mentioned there was about doing something for the clients, but also doing it for other people. At the same time, do you still feel like now that you've been doing this for five years, six years, six, six, six years, years, yeah, and you are you're, you're very successful um, on social media? I know you want more. <laughs> everybody, everybody wants more. <laughs> you're very successful, and you you're getting commercial work. But are you still feeling? Are you doing it for yourself as well? Of course. Yeah. So all in all, balance is is key. It's very important because being a full time photographer means you have to do certain jobs that you don't like, yep. but pays the bills, puts foot, puts foot on the table. Mm -hmm. And you can't do all that all of the time because it burns you out. Mm -hmm. You need some time to just let your mind run free, yeah. shoot things that you like, yeah. balance it out. So to your question is, I always try to balance no matter how busy I get. Mm -hmm. So like an example would be, if I travel overseas for commercial work, I will always request clients to give me extra two days, three days for me to have some free time to explore around the local culture, interact with people, get some shots that I really like that is not for work. Right. It's just for myself, mm -hmm. personal. And that's very important for me. If you just go there for commercial work and you come back, you, you don't experience this city yourself. Absolutely. And I wouldn't say you have been to that country. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a good tip. It's just, as you were saying that, I was just thinking, 
Do you, there are a lot of up and coming photographers Many. to be commercial. Have you got any other tips for them like that? That sounds like one I've never actually heard before. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Just to take an extra couple of days on your commercial job to shoot things yeah. that aren't commercial. That's yeah. good. And for in the commercial world, everything needs to be on the first try. Yeah. Very, very rare that a client gives you a, a second try. You need everything to be spot on. You need to nail it. Yeah. So for many upcoming photographers, aspiring creatives, you you don't have the rope. You don't have someone to to guide you on all these things. Yeah. And if you do it alone, you just graduated or you just want to try out, it's a high probability that you will fail the first try. Yeah. So great tip and it's what I'm doing now is you should get a mentor. Yes. Uh, you can get it through networking, knowing people, those who are in the field mm. for a long time, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And also get a great production team to back you up because you can't be jack of all trades. Yeah. In the commercial world, there's so many tiny little details, makeup, wardrobe, everything. Yes. It's good to let best of the best handle many tiny little things. Yeah. And you just focus on creating, yeah. focus on shooting. Right, Let right. them handle all the backend stuff. And that that's how it should be. Because if you try to juggle everything alone, mm. before you go to the shoot, you are already burnt out. Yeah, yeah. And you won't be at your best creatively. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. all that creativity, it's very important. You need to save every bit of juice mm -hmm. to make it so that you can shoot, use all of your juices for the shoot. It will be wasted if you use it for business and yeah. like everything. Yeah. So it's it's good to get a mentor, someone who can guide you, someone who shows you the ropes. Yes. Very important. And also with all that, you should also be aware of what you create and put out online. Mm -hmm. Because treat every image, treat every visual that you put online as your portfolio. Because when you put it up, it's forever. there forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So put 101%, be serious from the from the very start and treat your own Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, treat your own social media as your own company, as your own baby. Yeah, You manage everything. You are the CEO of your own social media. Absolutely. And be very mindful of what you post and be very mindful of the tiny little details that you do online because you feel like people are not watching, but actually there are many people watching. Of course, of course. And especially when you're big, but I feel like that, although it seems like, as I mentioned earlier, you just have a scroll. People have these days, I find, have incredible memories for- That's, um, for that's people, true. People will come to you, well, they definitely come to me. I'm sure they do the same to you. They'll come and talk about a specific photo from yeah. two, three years ago. Actually. Actually, even crazier, and I, I'm going to name check Nick Liu, a friend of both mm -hmm. of ours, yeah. um, earlier. And um, he, last time I was in Singapore, actually, no, the last but one time I was in Singapore, he was talking about an area that I should go to. And then mm -hmm. I said, oh, I know, I know, I'd love to go. I've never been. And then he said, well, actually, you have been because I saw it on your Instagram story. You did a boomerang of it. <laughs> 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 and you totally forgot, but I he remembered. Yeah, I didn't know where I was when I took that boomerang. Mm -hmm. But he not only saw my Instagram story, but six months later, he could recall 
where that, I'd be yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And that is where we're at. So as to your point, and it's very, it's a very good point that people, it may seem like life is flying by and everything social is just happening and mm -hmm. forgotten, but people are hanging on to things if it's important to them or if you make it seem important to them. That's true. Yeah. And then, and that's where, that's where, yeah, creating visuals that has more impact, has more meaning is important so that it will resonate to people more. They'll remember more of what you do. Try to stand out. Yeah. Don't drown in millions of people. Yeah. The same level. Yeah. True, true, mm -hmm. true. Good words, good words. So with that in mind, I want to move on to something that it's going to be cool to talk about because mm -hmm. it's very unique for you in mm -hmm. the creative field, I feel like. But you have, as you mentioned in your intro, just finished two years of national service. Yep, two um, years. You can probably speak to it more than me. I want to speak about many things to do with this and get your thinking on it. But I mean, even beyond the creative part, for people that aren't we listening that aren't necessarily aware of how it works or what it's for. If you could give people an indication of what Singapore National Service, why you do it as a nation, and then what your feelings are on it. Right. So National Service, two years, it's mandatory for all male out there. It's, it's a very personal thing because different people get allocated to different jobs while serving the two years. Right. So some people may like it a lot and they choose to continue the path, which they will sign a contract and then you can extend for years, months, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. While sometimes you get allocated to some jobs that unfortunately it's mundane where, right. you, where you don't like it. And that's for my case. And to add on, I do creative work. Yeah. So something mundane, it hurts me so much in yeah, my of course it hurts me so much and it's like being in a jail cell and it kills your creative process mm. so every day is a constant struggle right and throughout these two years i i would i would say i have tried to maximize all my time to gain a portfolio for when i come out of the army and it, it's also very hard i understand for all creative people out there in Singapore trying to survive while serving the nation. And it's not easy. So what I, in summary of these two years, I basically am doing security yeah. for the Air Force. So it's it goes round the clock, 24-7. So it goes by shift work. I am inside for two full days. So I have to stay inside 48 hours and then I come out for another 48 hours. And when I come out 48 hours, I can do pretty much everything. I'm out of the camp. And that's when that 48 hours is always crucial to me. Yeah. So I always use that as an execution part. So what I mean by that is when I'm inside the camp, Obviously, I can't come out. So what I do is I settle, I settle emails, phone calls, everything digital. And I prepare and schedule everything I sync up in my calendar for the execution part when I'm outside. Yeah. So projects that I have to shoot, I schedule it in, inside the camp. Meetings, phone calls. And then when I come out, I shoot and edit and do everything that I can do outside and then back to camp again. So yeah. it's a cycle. Yeah. In and out, in and out. So sometimes it's very tiring. I get I get my lows, of course, and yeah. sometimes I run out of juice. Yeah. But sometimes it's unavoidable. Have to hustle. Yeah. And then boom, just like that, 
two years has passed. Wow. And I'm very happy to be out and to be happy to do this for full time. It's not easy. And it's not easy for others out there, no matter what they're doing. Because for most people, you not only sacrifice your own time. Yeah. And then while serving the nation, you sacrifice your time for your family, right. for your loved ones. Yeah. You spend way less time with them. And while that being said, with everything that I've said, there are also positive impacts of serving the nation. And for me, in my opinion, serving the nation matures you. You think more, you cherish a lot more of your freedom, your time yeah. and, and time. Time is something that I took for granted mm -hmm. before army. When I went in for the first week, it hit me so hard that time is so important. I have wasted it so much. I didn't maximize it. Right. I was not productive. So it hit me hard on the first week and I realized I need to maximize my time. Right. And I need to do everything I can when I'm out of the army two years later and also now yeah. while serving the nation. So time for me is so important, so crucial, no matter what you're doing. And also you get more discipline yeah. with army. So I had, um, sorry to interrupt yeah, you, no but I had two, I had a theory before we came here, but now I have two theories, but then actually, <laughs> <laughs> so my first theory was that actually my feelings on your work mm -hmm. is that your time in national service actually gave you a different style of thinking. And I think it may have been being deprived maybe on a 48 hour basis. I'm not sure mm -hmm. exactly how it worked, but being deprived of seeing the thousands of images that were proliferating around social media yeah. allowed you to actually think in a different way and go in a different direction. And there were a couple of trips you took where I, mm -hmm. I, I sensed significant change in your photography, Shanghai last year yeah. and uh, Tokyo, yeah. maybe, the, maybe the first half of last year. Mm -hmm. And I sensed that that came, not purely, but there's obviously lots going on in your mm -hmm. head, but, but a lot of it was to do with, there was a way to not, to block out the noise. Mm -hmm. Although it wasn't the reason you were in the national service, yeah. but it was a nice side effect. Mm -hmm. um, gave you a totally different style, which was great. The second theory, which isn't a theory because you just said it, is the discipline that it gave you. Yeah. So it's like, I find that a lot of creatives don't have the discipline. Right. So you're just creative and something will come up and... And you, you know, just do it. You just do yeah. it. And, but then there might be weeks of not coming up with anything. Mm -hmm. And then you just don't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's almost throughout humankind accepted. You know, like uh, it's natural. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a creative, and that's yeah, that's just how it is. When it comes, it comes. Mm -hmm. But you have actually almost tamed that through having these forty-eight hour moments where you couldn't do anything. Yeah, you've managed to move your creativity into specific times because right. you had to. I only have the time to yes. to execute. Yes, like, execute. That's the word I was looking for. You you literally gave yourself time to execute creativity. Right. Yeah, love it. I love it. And I guess, I don't know if really that is, that affected me, right. but I can surely say that throughout these two years, the, the national service gave me the willpower and yeah. gave me the ability to shift time, to make sure that within this amount of time, I need to do, I need to do something. Yeah. And with that and with discipline, I think right now I am able to churn out something way quicker and also way more creative than three years back when I was not in the army. Right. It obviously changed my perspective of the world. Yeah. And I think scrolling back within all my old images and my current ones, yes, I can see huge difference mm. in the way I shoot, in the way I see things. 
and two years of national service might might or might not i do not know the answer to myself as well right, right. have changed my perspective on seeing things okay but i hope it's a good thing you know, I, the audience I like it hope hope 99.9% say it's a good thing. <laughs> it's uh, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure it's a good thing. It's just that you, it's not necessarily something everyone wants to go through to get to that creative point. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. It's just a really nice side effect. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. um, so staying on the topic, not necessarily of national service, but of mm -hmm. Singapore, um, I feel like, I don't want to offend anyone else for saying this, but I feel like you are like the leader of a scene and there are many people walking in your footsteps mm -hmm. in Singapore in terms of photography and creatives. Mm -hmm. But as you yourself have said, Singapore is quite small. Yes, and when, when it comes small. to taking photos of something within Singapore, it's also quite small, right? Mm -hmm. So I know you travel a lot, but we'll get to that. But within mm -hmm. Singapore, not just for yourself, but for others that are coming up, what drives you, especially if you don't have the means to travel as well, mm -hmm. what inspires you within Singapore? I know originally you started out and it was buildings and yeah. stuff, but now. What right. So this, this is extremely important because I didn't have the ability to travel that much. Yeah. So... I started just in Singapore, mm. everything around it. It's very small. So there is pros and cons to it. If you think about it, if you are living in a space that is very big, example, Europe or the States, yes. where it's accessible to many different nearby cities, yes. you get um, tons of space to play around and you are just relaxed about creating stuff because your mindset is, if I want to create this specific visual, I can go to another city and create it. Yeah. Not in Singapore. Yeah. If you are in there, everything is around right. this small little country. Yeah. And that's the good part of it. You have this small little playground. You got no choice. You have to push your creativity. Yeah. You have to make out something because that is your only space you are boxed in. Yeah. So it's a reverse effect for other people, uh, which I realize and I hope I don't offend anyone is that usually when people which has bigger space to play mm -hmm. and they come to a smaller smaller place they tend to struggle and for us with such a small place mm -hmm. if we we are given the chance to go somewhere big to play we can create so much and there's so much more right. things to do yeah. to, to create to to see and to churn out ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. so that is that is the, the pros and cons to it Right. Yeah. So right in my home, Singapore, it's I'm always thinking about this. There are many landmarks. Yeah. Many people have shot it. How do I stand out? Because I want to tell a story. I want to let people know that, hey, you can look at the same thing a thousand times and you can still create something different. You can still see it in a different way. Yeah. So that's my main voice in my head speaking to me that inspires me to create something different all the time to create something more meaningful which has more impact for the audience mm -hmm. and in addition singapore is so small so that voice is very loud it keeps telling right, me right, right. because i always go to the same place and you can go the same place at the same time on some days i don't get anything mm -hmm. it's fine but I always have the, the discipline yes. to try again and again. And you can fail today, tomorrow, it's fine. But when you get it, it's, it's, it feels really good. Right, right, and right. Cool. That's cool. Um, so you're going on 
for six years of this now. Mm-hmm. So you've seen many changes. Uh, well, I think we both have seen many changes many, in yeah. um, social media. What do you What do you think of the current state of um, Instagram and social media right now? You're right. Um, I would say social media right now. It's you know it's the same. It's it gets quicker and quicker, hmm. and that's when it's the the tough part comes in. You need to stand out even more because yeah. every second there's people joining in. Yes, yes, it's crazy. There's a few dropping out, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know way more saying. coming in. Way they're dropping more coming out. Coming in, yeah, yeah. And it's relentless. The pace of like creativity. Yeah, yeah, and the ability to create something really new is almost impossible now. Yeah, almost impossible. So. What I always do is, you know, like ice ice blend. You take all the good things from other people, and you blend it, make your own juice. Yeah, that's something of your own. Yes, that's what I do for the past two years at least to maintain my social media. And also, right now, the the viral part it's um it's going crazy. Anything can be viral. So try everything. Don't be afraid to experiment. There's really no harm to try out different stuff, and you just listen to the audience, see if they like it or not. If they like it, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And the social media now is also it, it paves uh, everything. If people want to go to a certain place, they scroll through social media for research. Of course, nothing like that in the past. No. So feel like there's huge responsibility. Of what you churn out, yeah, it's important that you give the right information, give authentic no, information, definitely, to the audience out there looking at listening at your work. Yeah. So, take everything with huge responsibility, and also because kids nowadays they also have social media, yeah, and it's so crazy. If you ask a kid right now, maybe three, four out of ten kids will say, "When I grow up, I want to be." A YouTuber. Yes. I want to be a photographer, Instagrammer. Yeah. Nothing like that in the past. No, no, yeah. totally not. I think I will say to that though, because we've done a lot of that thinking about that about what kids and they're changing ambitions and aspirations. Mm-hmm. It's still the equivalent of saying they want to be a star. That mm-hmm. the words that they're using are different. Yeah. But if you had asked a kid. Um, 20 years ago, a fair percentage of them would have said they want to be a Hollywood star, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, or a movie star or a singer. These things are still valid, but they're just shifted slightly towards social media. Mm-hmm. So when they say they YouTuber, it's the equivalent of saying you wanted to be a TV host, a TV star, like mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah, but very it's, true. it's the shift is very obvious, and it's not going. So as you said, more people are moving to it. Mm-hmm. The content creation is just moving at the speed of light. I think the number of hours. Oh man, I'm gonna get this wrong, but that it was like 400 hours worth of content is uploaded to YouTube every like hour, something oh like that. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> might yeah. be more. Yeah, I think so. I think I might have. I don't know. I'm gonna while you talk, I'm gonna search Google that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a crazy enough to make you realize that this very thing that started out as very small is now the mainstream yeah it's it's everything to kids to the new generation out there and even older generation so it's take huge responsibility and 
be careful of what you churn out and social media is a double-edged sword. Can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. Depends on how each individual perceives it. And I hope everyone takes it uh, in a positive way, not in a negative way. For me, I have to embrace this because this is what got me to, to a full-time job. Absolutely. That is a serious thought to end on. I love it. I hope the viewers take from that. We're looking forward to seeing more visuals of you from wherever they are, from music festivals or the street or from the sky or portraits, all of it. Love having you here. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.